Welcome back to Best Books Ever. I'm Tyler, and today we're starting Hero of Ages, part one, chapter, first 13 chapters, um, including the prologue. Don't remember the prologue. Uh, was there a prologue? Was there one? Oh, yeah, that what? No, maybe there wasn't. I don't know. Uh, first 13 chapters, recovering Hero of Ages, get into the final book here of this trilogy, not the final book ever made, ever, um, and yeah, lots of good stuff here, I think, uh, d d definitely a shorter part, uh, just in terms of number of pages, but setting up a lot of good stuff, a lot of, uh, a lot of different struggles that each character is kind of dealing with, uh, both, like, with something external, such as maybe someone like Tensoon, um, for something internal, with someone like Sazed, um, but yeah, yeah, lots, lots of good stuff there, um, so let's start it, um, I just have a couple things in the beginning here, a couple of small things that I think we want to keep in mind, um, n nothing too huge, actually not gonna start with the end like we normally do, isn't that crazy, uh, but I just want to get a couple quick, like, almost like world things that are introduced to us, um, so we have the whole hemallergy, hemallergy, hemallergy. Um, we still don't know, like, the ins and outs of that. We do know it involves spikes. That's, like, obviously the main thing. Um, spikes somehow make inquisitors, gives them powers. Um, you know, we know that they aren't born with them because someone like Marsh is an inquisitor and he was only a seeker, but now he has all the powers, you know what I mean, so, something to do with those spikes, and I think Vin does touch on it here, where each spike is made of something different, so we're assuming that, um, you know, I will, well, no, we did have a little prologue, I think, didn't we, where Marsh was driving spikes through someone to an Inquisitor below them on, like, a table, so again, I, I, I guess as of this point, we haven't had like the whole process spelled out for us. But we do have enough bits and pieces where we can kind of piece together what it is. Again, I, I don't think we know the significance of like the person, like, you know, like who do they have to get to drive the spikes through to then go into the Inquisitor? Like, what's the importance of them? I think that's kind of the missing piece that we don't know. Um, but other than that, we know that process, we know, like I said, the spikes, you know, like Vin was pointing out that some of them were like pewter, some of them were steel, so we're assuming that kind of enhances those particular uh, alimantic powers, um, but that is seemingly the third and hopefully final art of, uh, again, like, you know, different metallic powers with that, ferrochemy and alimancy. Um, and then the other, like, introduction to the whole power ring is uh electrum the newest and the only thing the only new metal that we learn of in this part um if there are any more you know it you know back with book one it is very interesting to go back to you know not now that i'm reading them again but also maybe you could be reading them for the first time even and us kind of going through them all in a row like this um Looking back at book one and seeing how much we thought we knew, especially 
uh, in character with someone like Kelsier, where it's like, oh, Kelsier is the teacher, right? Uh, Vin is the main character. Vin is kind of the one that you're seeing uh, the story through the majority of the time. Um, she is the most kind of main character we have in this story. Um, so we look at Kelsier as like, okay, well, she, he's teaching Vin, so he's kind of also the one who's telling us everything that we should know about the world and about the rules and all that stuff. There's usually at least one of those characters in every story, um, especially with something like this where there's like a friend group. There's always that one that's like, okay, well, here's here's the world. And, you know, they're kind of acting as the author almost. Like, okay, well, here's here's this thing called Allomancy, and here's what you need to know in order to understand the rest of this book right um happens in books happens in movies happens in everything video games so for him to be that character and tell us about alamancy and then be like oh yeah there's there's eight and then there's two and and, and then as as you know since he's died you know you know even his whole thing the 11th medal the fabled you know very mysterious 11th medal it's like oh there's way more medals than even that you know i think at this point we're up to oh at, at least two or three more we're probably at like 15 or so something like that so it's like all, all these other medals that kelsier didn't even know about when, when when he was so hung up on this like magical 11th medal and now we have something like electrum where it's like man what what would he have done <laughs> you know in the very short time that he's been dead there's been so many new discoveries on on Alamancy, you know, the thing that kind of defined him. Um, but anyway, Electrum, they describe it as the poor man's ATM. Um, sometimes the metals are a little confusing. So with this one, I had to read back a couple times. So, okay, so my understanding is that Electrum does almost, which it's strange that it's... Um, they're saying it's an alloy of gold. Is, is is that how they explained it? I don't know. All, all I know is that the you know the way I understand Electrum is that to me it's it, you know it's the poor man's ATM because it is almost the opposite of ATM, which is weird because again like it was supposed to, it was paired so much with gold and gold also tells like possible futures that again these these weird ones you know not like steel or tin or anything where it's like these weird metals that do weird things are always kind of hard to wrap my head around, but Electrum is like, hey, we're just going to show your opponent a bunch of random possibilities of what you could be doing. And so if they're burning ATM, they should see the actual possibility, but it's going to be muddled by a bunch of fake ones. And so that basically um, counteracts ATM. Now I suppose it doesn't. It's you know it's not like a full counter to ATM because they could just guess, <laughs> you know, and like pick the right one, you know, the right uh possible future. But it is basically the like, hey, you don't have ATM, burn this. This is the best you got. This will at least hopefully help you survive. This will exponentially increase your survival rate. Um. So, but I, but I think they, I think Vin said it was like a, an alloy of gold though, because gold also shows possible futures, but it's not like immediate. It's more like if you 
made this decision in life, you would have been this person. That's very strange. Um, some of these metal, especially those ones are like oddly specific. Where it's like, man, that, that metal really like specifically helped Vin defeat the Lord Ruler because she could be like, oh, you was Rashak, you could see it right there or something. So was, again, convenient is the word I was looking for. But yeah, we do have Electrum now, so we'll see if there's any other metals. Seemingly there's there's no rules anymore. You know, there's just an endless number of of metals out there that that uh, burn and do things. Um, another interesting thing to know is that with this whole like metal business, right? Like this world, which I don't think we think, I don't think we know the name of this planet. You do eventually, again, for anyone out there that really enjoys this series and they want to read more, you know, there is going to be, um, or there is currently a sequel series to this, uh, Mistborn Era 2. There's many other <laughs> Mistborn books being planned already by, by the author. And then there's also the Cosmere, which is um, his, like, universe of books where it's like, you know, so, like, the other most popular one is... Uh, is the 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 stormlight archive um i think that's actually his most popular series but you know it's different character different planet but it's the same universe and whatever so um you know we'll definitely check out some more of that in in the future though we don't want to do only cosmere on on this program um anyway my my point for that was was that this this like metal based planet Seemingly, that's where they get all their powers from, is, is the metals on the planet. They can burn them for some reason and stuff. Um, Alamancy and Ferrochemy both use the same metals, but they do different things. So I guess two things to kind of look out for. One, I wonder how Ferrochemy deals with these new metals, right? Like the... like. What can Sazed, for example, store in in Electrum or in uh, Maladium, I think is the 11th metal, or any of the other ones where it's like, we haven't really seen that, I don't think. You know, because like, it's not always one-to-one, -one. like I think Pewter is pretty one-to-one, -one, where it's like, oh, if you, Alamancy, you can burn it, and you can, you know, get stronger or faster or whatever, and with uh, you know, with ferrochemy, you can, um, you can get more muscles and what, you know, so it's pretty one-to-one, -one. but like with copper, it's like, oh, well, copper, you know, you burn copper, and I think that's, uh, you can shield yourself from being seen burning metals, whereas with ferrochemy, copper is used to store information and, like, memories, right? Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of an interesting question I never really thought about until reading it right now. Um, and then also, also the, the third art, the more forbidden art, hemallergy. <laughs> um, how is that different? Like, is that more in line with ferrochemy, more in line with allomancy? It's kind of a mix, you know? I mean, seemingly that is kind of an outlier because that's more like the process of making one, whereas ferrochemy and allomancy is more like you are already you are already one here is how you use the metals um so um next we will jump to the end 
because this is the rare episode where we didn't start with the end. Um, we got Marsh. Speaking of the third forbidden art, uh, Marsh. Marsh is here. He's back. We see, you know, we see him again, and um, he is fighting for his life. I think the third book does a really good job of introducing Ruin, which we know now is like the the deepness we suppose um and their power right like obviously we're super scared of them already because if they are the deepness you know doing the mists doing the you know killing the crops all the, all that fun stuff uh, but also they seem to be controlling the inquisitors and whenever we get into marsh's head which is a few different times in this book um we see just how much control they have and, and like how scary it is because in Marsha's perspective, he's like, you know, if I even, you know, twitch my finger in a way that Ruin didn't want me to, they will immediately just take control of my mind and body immediately. And, it's, and seemingly they can do that with every Inquisitor. Um, it, it, it is nice to know, though, because I think towards the end of what was the last book, right? Like, he almost killed Sazed. And we weren't really sure what was going on there. We weren't 100% sure. But now I think it's, you know, you know, there is some solace in knowing that he didn't do that out of his own free will. Like, clearly Ruin was controlling him. Clearly Ruin was devising this plan. Um, so that's nice to know. A little bit of silver lining there. But still, I mean, Ruin... You know, we'll see how much power Ruin actually has. Um, they seem to be winning. <laughs> they definitely seem to be winning. Um, I mean, controlling all the Inquisitors is tough. It's, it's very strange to me, though, that... I mean, I don't know, because... That's why I really appreciate the Marsh section, because... As of right now, you're like, oh, well, Ruin is one. Like... You know, like Vin and Alan and all of them are thinking, it's like we can't, we can fight Inquisitors, we can fight um, Kolos, but it's like we can't fight the Mists, you know, we can't fight the lack of sunlight, we can't fight earthquakes that are seemingly happening now, it's like, I, we, what are we supposed to do against that? Um... And I do love, skipping around a little bit, I do love that argument that, you know, little, you know got a little heated between Vin and Ellen. Um, but it is just bred out of, uh, or born out of desperation and frustration. Or even Ellen is like, you know, you know, because Vin doesn't see the point in all this. Vin's like, you know, we should be trying to figure out the well of ascension, figure out the deepness, figure out, like, ruin and, and all this stuff and and from Ellen's perspective you know I think Ellen agrees but Ellen's just like I don't know what to do against that you know he's like we can't fight earthquakes we can't like I I, I don't know I, other armies like Kolos I I can do that you know like like that's tangible to me you know so I think it is these two ideas kind of battling each other where I think overall Vin is right you know us killing all these Kolos doesn't do anything because it's not stopping the mist or anything like that, but 
you, you know, then you jump into the, you know, trying to be realistic and it's like, but what are we supposed to do? You know, like, we're just supposed to search for just some magical book out there that gives us all the answers. Because as of right now, hasn't done, that, 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 that plan has not worked. <laughs> not even close to have worked. So, it's tough. Um, but yeah, just to close that, Marsh being there, him kind of ending this part with being like, I am going to basically lay low and, you know, almost like, put ruin in like a false sense of security when it comes to me specifically i'm gonna be a a a good little servant and not not rebel in the slightest in any way for as long as i can you know until i feel his uh his grip on me lapse just enough for me to make a move his move seemingly is to you know is to end his life because he sees himself as you know, he is very clearly the most important, most powerful Inquisitor. He has the most new spikes in him, which I guess we'll talk about now. But, um, you know, so he's like, you know, if I take me out, that'll hopefully be, you know, the the most hurt I can, you know, I can deal to ruin. Um, so we'll see. And speaking of them new spikes, um, yeah, new spikes, new powers, it seems. We haven't really seen any a lot of new powers, the only thing we've seen is, uh, you know, a great burst of speed, which surprised Vin, you know, Ellen tried to downplay it a little bit, but, you know, you know, I love that thought with Ellen where, you know, where he's like, you know, she, you know, Vin's always paranoid about everything, but she's usually right, which happens every single, every single time that that's been true in, the, in this series, it's been true. <laughs> You know, where, where every single time, you know, you know, someone's like, oh, I think Vin's being a little too paranoid. She's thinking, you know, she's thinking into this, you know, uh, thing that this person said or did way too much. And it turns out she's right every single time, you know. So, you know, you you want to kind of dismiss it, but you, you can't. Um, so, again, more spikes, seemingly more powerful, maybe new powers that we've never seen before. Um Again, it's, it's kind of tough to say now. They've only fought one Inquisitor. And just seeing that, again, you know, that one crazy burst of speed. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, there, there are a lot of questions that kind of come up because of that. Um, how many more spikes can you put in them? Um, what exact, you know, what powers do, you know, does that grant? Um, what is what is ruin's plan you know you know i think that's something we'll probably come back to a few times because that seemingly is the big bad of this book and this series but you know you just kind of go back to the lord ruler and it's like i i don't think at the end of the day we're gonna say oh the lord ruler was right and you know you know they should just kept the lord ruler i don't think that's true but you look at what the lord ruler's done and it's like he wasn't a hundred percent evil down to every cell in his body, you know, like he did a lot of things that was wrong morally. Um, you know, you definitely hurt a lot of people, especially the ska, but like he kept the world from being destroyed, <laughs> which is more than, you know, Kelsier and, and his crew can say for them because the world is ending. It seems um, he did as much as he could with, 
you know, the, the, the time and power that he had. Um, so yeah. Uh, so let's see, we talked about that, that Marsh, uh, new spikes, new possibilities. Talked about that. Um, And then, then speaking of Lord Ruler, that's that's a nice little segue there. Uh, they're going to Fadric's city, trying to get the ATM, all that stuff. Um, what I want to mention with this is them still going after the ATM is a strange decision. I think at this point, it's weird to it's weird to me that there's still like an economy, and they'd be like, yeah, but if you have ATM, we can pay everything, and it's like that doesn't. <laughs> The ATM at this point, I think, is just a goal to have, you know, because it, it doesn't matter how rich they are, it, you know, it's not going to stop the mist. It's not going to magically make everything okay. So, I think more so than that, um, they are definitely trying to make a connection. You know, I think they're just trying to connect dots. Where it's like, but but the ATM has been so central to this whole thing. <laughs> it has to mean something. Um, well, I think them also finding, I mean, they're, they already kind of know where it is, obviously, but them getting into this last cachet. Okay, what's going to be there? Because they've apparently gone through all of them so far, four out of five. And the information in them has not been super helpful. I think the only one that was new information was the Electrum, which is nice, very useful. Um, and obviously, you know, there's a bunch of supplies and stuff, but they're hoping for something that tells them to defeat the Deepness. Because Lord Ruler, up to this point, has been surprisingly uh, prepared this it's like oh wow he he saw a possibility where something like this would happen where he would be dead and uh and then and, and the deep dance would be back and that would need some sort of preparation you know they have all this canned food i think it's like lumber stuff like that um so yeah so like they're hoping that this last one is like the biggest one the most important one um it is their only sliver of hope because to me there's only two possibilities, right? They go to this last cachet and the answer's there. Now maybe it's not a super easy answer, maybe it's not a super like Oh, it's easy. There's there's actually this crazy metal and if you burn it then 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 the deepness goes back into the well for a thousand years. Like it's probably not that easy. But if it's something, if it is like a plan, if it is like a you know, you, you, you need this, this, and this, or whatever, you know, that will give them a crazy amount of hope, and, you know, I think they'll all kind of catch their, their second wind, or their third wind, or their, their 17th wind, you know, you know, whatever wind <laughs> they're on at this point from just being in non-stop war, um, but it'll be something, it'll be a finish line, we have to get here, you know, even if it sounds impossible, there is something now, you know, 
The other possibility <laughs> is there's nothing. You know, it's just more information that they already knew, more food, whatever, and that's the end. That's the finish line. There's, there's nothing. Figure it out. You know, because... I I do understand, especially Vin's frustration, right? Where where she even said this, or she thought it, or something. Where she was like, "With all of this, why do all of this? Why not have like, why why isn't there like a a a, a book of instructions on, on on how you beat the deepness because you did." You know, or at least that's how all the stories go. That's, you know, that's how you got your powers. That's, you know, all, all that stuff. So it's like, why, why isn't there something out there? You know, I mean, especially now that we know that things can be etched in metal and, you know, they're not tampered with or, or whatever, you know, obviously there's no books because Ruin would have changed them. But it's like, there's, there's like, why leave all of these things? You know, we learn at the end of the book, or at the end of this part, that um, Ruin can hear everything, except for your thoughts. Apparently that was, you know, that was a little tiny section that was etched into the metal, that that just adds so much more, <laughs> so much more complications, because now it's like, if you try to plan, you know, like if Vin and Ellen try to plan something, Ruin can hear it and prepare for it, you know, so like they have to, like, f find a non-verbal, non-visual way of communicating with each other, which I don't think that exists, you know, except for some sort of weird, weird, like, metal telepathy, I don't think that's real, though, <laughs> so, it just adds something else, you know, which, again, it, we just go back to, uh, you know, I don't know if we'll ever actually learn how the Lord Ruler beat the deepness, but, you know, beat Ruin, seemingly. But, like, however he did it, he is absolutely incredible, because I, I, right now, I do not know a way that Vin and Alan can win, you, you know, unless there is some, like, weird cheat code that, that the Lord Ruler knows about that he will tell them. Because, um, again, you're, I mean, I mean, you're basically fighting nature, and that is very difficult. So, you're not fighting an actual opponent, you're fighting some sort of force, you know? Um, yeah, let's see, what else, what else? Um, other character stuff, I mentioned it at the top, but we have Tensoon. He is with the Chandra, um, just a little bit with him here. He has a trial. You know, he's trying to prove whatever, right? I think at the end of the day, he's almost trying to make himself a martyr because he sees that, like, the older generation is not going to side with him. Maybe the younger generations will. Um, you know, they've been more, they're obviously more rebellious towards, like, the the firsts and the seconds and all that stuff. Um, he has a, he has a last-ditch effort at the end where he tries to persuade that Lord Ruler was the father, but now that Vin killed him, Vin is now the mother, and now we have to, now, like, the, their Chandra first contract is with her, um, doesn't work, 
seemingly right it, 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 it ended with them being like you are you are guilty one month you will die or something right kind of how it ends but um i like his logic you know I like his argument to be like, well, now Vin, Vin's the one. Vin killed the Lord Ruler, and that passes everything down to her. Um, I do think that's probably his only play, because clearly the second generation has a vendetta against the third generation. Um, and also the seconds, like, they never leave. Like, they're always just here in in the homeland or whatever so you know i think him trying to side with like the ninths and the tenths and all and all that stuff is like smart um i don't really know how he'll get out of this one though i think that's probably the only way is for other younger conjure to kind of stand up for him and be like no we won't allow this your your, your old ways they don't apply anymore you know that that sort of thing, um, yeah, it is, it is sad to see Tenzin, because we're, you know, we're even seeing it now, you know, I'm, like, following through on everything, where he, he truly was trying to protect Vin, and, um, yeah, it's, it's good stuff, uh, let me, like, I also mentioned Sazed, Sazed's going through some stuff, um, I wrote down a very particular line that I, I love from Vin, um, you know, because Sazed's going through his, his belief stuff, because of tinned will, religions, all that, all that good stuff. Um, the conversation at the end with him and Vin, like, was really good. Um, I, in particular, love the line where she tells him that you taught me to love him, referring to Ellen, enough to let him die. You know, because obviously dealing with death, Saz is like, yeah, but he lived like he he's still here you're saying that oh, it's, it's, it's not quite the same thing Tindwell not here and vin's like yeah but i watched him die like he did die and not only that i had the power like you know she she held the power of god for a few moments there so not only did i watch him die but i had the power to stop it and i chose not to and then get for her to bust that line out and say, well, you, you taught me this. You taught me to love him enough to, to, to let him die. Cause that's, that's what he would have wanted. Um, it is what he wanted, you know, because at that, you know, at that point they were not going to use the power, right? Obviously they know now that might've been the wrong call, but he would not have wanted me to take the power and maybe turn evil or something just to save him you know in his eyes his life would not have been worth that um you know and then she she somehow at some point slips him the drawing of the flower that was passed down i think it went from mayor to kelsier then kelsier to sazed then sazed gave it to her and now she's giving it back to sazed and um, he just kind of takes it and, and, you know, goes back to shaving. But, I th you know, I think the importance there is hope and not giving up and, you know, there being something greater to fight for. Um, 
him getting caught up, you know, I think he's allowed to get caught up in Tyndall's death, but for him to just abandon himself because of it, again, looking at that scenario where it's like, I love him enough to let him die, I think that should apply to Saza as well, where it's like, what if Tyndall was still alive? And she saw how you were acting. Do you think she would want this? Um, I think the answer would be no. I think Tinville would probably chastise him and be like, "What are you? What are you doing? <laughs> you know, you're doing wasting all your time moping about. You know, going back on all of your beliefs and, you know, even though she wasn't super into religion, I think she would still be mad at him for just completely unraveling who he is as a person. Um." So yeah, I think that was a very powerful conversation between them, especially because Vin's like, you're normally the one giving me advice about things, but now I need advice about you. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I thought that was very nice. And it's very tough to see Sazed like this because Sazed, I think I mentioned this last time, maybe, but Sazed is that character, right? Like he is the rock. He is the one that's uh, very dependable always there for everyone else and so for him to be the one going through stuff it's very hard to see and you're not really sure what to do you know breeze tries way too hard but just because he doesn't know what to do you know like i'm trying to make you feel better and you're just like shutting everyone out um and then yeah and then kind of moving into the end here but uh, these two things kind of go together. But these are the last points I want to make. Um, I still need this. But um, Vin feels like, you know, I think this is a conversation she had with Ellen, but Vin feels like all of her friends are, are, are slowly giving up one by one. You know, again, we're, uh, you know, revisiting Sazed and what he's going through, Breeze, how he's acting, you know, even... Um, I mean, I'm, I mean, everyone, right? Ham. Docs. I don't remember who's still alive, honestly. Docs is dead, isn't he? Yeah, right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, just like everyone, they're not acting like themselves. They're all trying way too hard. But you, but you can see how, like, how, like, hollow their their eyes are, right? Where it's like, oh, no. This very jovial, very, like, laughing in the face of danger crew is not doing that anymore. Um, which go, again, just goes to show the, how, how dire their situation is. Um, but then from, from Vin's perspective, that's really demoralizing for her because this is the crew that she's grown to know and grown to love as a family and, like, really taught her what it means to love and to trust. And now they're all kind of dropping like flies. I mean, some of them literally, because some of them are dead. But then just like their personalities and like their their will to fight. And as an extension of that, I love the you know the little speech that Alan gives at the end, where um, you know it doesn't quite fix everything, but I think it is what everyone needed to hear. Where it basically comes down to you know I love this sentiment where he says that everyone needs to smile 
it's very hard to do that in in this <laughs> this end of the world but he does compare it to what Kelsier would want and you know kind of ask about Kelsier and all that stuff and then you know what would Kelsier do what would Kelsier want you to do he would want us to laugh more he'd want us to smile more him even being killed by the Lord Ruler with a smile on his face it's like that's what we all need that's what we're all missing right now even if you have to lie even if you have to fake it like we all have to smile. We all have to be optimistic and upbeat as, as much as we can because us kind of bickering with each other and like nipping at each other's heels, it's, it's, it's only bringing each other down. Um, and so I like that as kind of an end to their part. Um, obviously, this part ends with Marsh and he's kind of doing his thing, but for that to be the last that we hear of them in this part, trying to go into the next part, being somewhat hopeful. Like, hey, there, there is a way. You know, you guys multiple times over have made the impossible possible. And yes, Kelsier was there maybe, but Kelsier handpicked this crew. Um, not only handpicked it, but handpicked it to win and survive post him. You know, so um, it's, it's tough. You know, again, I... I, I like the speech, I like the sentiment, but going into what, you know, the next part could bring, what the rest of the book could bring, it's, 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 it's very tough to see hope because I mentioned it before, but like, what, what could they possibly do? How can they beat the deepness? How can they beat ruin? You know, again, it's not, it's not the Lord Ruler where it's like, oh, it's God, but like, they're here, <laughs> you know, it's like, this is just, you know, you're, you're basically fighting the mists, you know? the most you can seemingly do is endure. And even that is getting harder and harder and harder. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know. Again, it is a like twinge of light with seemingly a very, you know, very dour part. Um, but, you know, I'd love to know what you guys think of like what your predictions are, you know, like what, what could they do again, other than the Lord Ruler having some, secret up his sleeve I, I just don't know how you know how they could win again some like prophecy with the hero of ages or something you know there's oh there's there's a there's a magical weapon that the hero of ages wields and can cut through mists or something you know like you know something magical or fantastical like that maybe but I, you know i don't know that the book would go that route or be like you know sword in the stone type stuff i don't really think that's the kind of thing that would happen in this um but yeah that's the first part again really really not too much you know just a lot of setup and a lot of sadness <laughs> um but uh yeah first part here of ages next time we're going to cover got it right here chapters 14 through 33 uh that's gonna be part two and uh, yeah, making our way through the book. Let me know what you thought of this first part. Predictions for the next part. And uh, I suppose that's it. Uh, yeah, read more stuff. Have a good time. And uh, yeah, I hope uh, I hope our heroes <laughs> can actually pull through because this is not looking good.